0: Street Fight listeners, <clears throat> it's Wednesday night, we're doing the, the the show, you've heard about it maybe, or maybe not, most of you have, we've been doing it for 10 years now, so uh, I know the late night crew has, has been missing out, but we did change the new start time to around 7pm on Wednesday nights, so that way Brian can watch wrestling, uh, and I can hug my, cuddle my kid before bed, so it works out for everybody. Uh, We will be live again this Sunday night, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. We're taking phone calls from all y'all. Let us know what's up. We want to hear from you and uh, know what's going on in your life. But for now, it's just me and Brian. Nobody else gets to talk. Uh, Unless you want to jump into chat. You know, we do read the chat. And uh, that's all I got right now. Uh, We are also on WCRS F. LPFM in Columbus, Ohio. It's the local uh community radio station. Uh, please add them to your dial and, and consider checking out WCRSFM.org for more uh more shows to listen to, more Street Fight than anywhere else in the world. Um and if you want to support what we do, head to patreon.com slash streetfight radio where you get bonus episodes once a week for just five dollars a month. And uh they are good. Um, Brian handles them mostly, um, but we did one with uh, your Kickstarter. No, we didn't. That's a main episode. I don't even know when we did for the the bonus. You you know what? We're doing one. We're doing one tomorrow. uh, uh, For we're going to watch Kirk Cameron saving Christmas with uh, me, you and John Cullen. Uh, Odd movie. Very odd movie. I'm just going to let everybody know that's the Patreon episode for Christmas Eve. So you can listen to us talk about a Christmas movie on Christmas Eve. Yeah. This year. Uh fellow it's be- Yeah, go ahead. It's, it's a fucking weird movie, dude. I can't wait for you to watch it because it, uh, there's a good three, qu- no, I wouldn't say three quarters of it. I would say 65% of it takes place with two guys just sitting in a car. So that's interesting. Yeah choice rather to see make a fast food review if that's what I'm going to be watching <laughs> well well it, it, it's got some weird shit in it I promise you that um so how's it going how are you doing I had a uh, did you did you mean to ask or did you just mean to say that and then and tell me how you're playing no 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 go for it go for it <laughs> no it's fine yeah go ahead what were you saying um no I was saying like uh uh I had a weird therapy yesterday for the first i think this is the first time it's ever been as weird as it was that's fine yesterday oh yeah it got real strange i've uh, never there had was- a weird therapy you've never had a therapist like just sort of give you a little bit of themselves and you're like bro you're as weird as i am you might be weirder than me i think oh no my guy was cool my guy was like uh, he's like He's like, don't feel bad about smoking tobacco. He's like, what? You should smoke a pack a day. He's like, I go to the, I, he's like, I go to like a blues bar. Like once a month, I smoke a cigar all to myself. I don't give a, f-. he's like, I'm not, it's not a problem. It's a choice I want to make. And I enjoy it. He's like, if you're going to do bad stuff, enjoy it and own it. Don't feel bad for the stuff that you're doing though. You know, that was like the most I got out of him. <laughs> I I actually told him I quit smoking two weeks ago and and he really gave me a, a, a big ups there. He, I did get that. Like a, a little like, that was smart, bro. Good job. And I am 15 days in and uh, still want to smoke all the time. I forgot it takes like a month to really get on the other side of it. Yeah. I mean, sorry, it's it's longer than that. But if, if that's what it'll take you to get to a month. No, no, no. I mean, the actual physical withdrawals take about a month. Okay. And then after that, it's just kind of like, hey, I'm, you know, I wish I was, I, you know, you want to smoke because smoking is fun in a way after that, which is like, I can beat that a lot easier than that shitty feeling of just being like, Oh, I feel like crud because I can't smoke. But like I was feeling really bad right before I quit. So I guess like it's good that I did it and I, I'm feeling pretty good about it. So there is that. But uh, I also, so I'm talking to this guy and I'm like, ah, man, it's fucking really weird. What's, what's, uh, uh, it's really weird. You know, he's like, you should, um, he's like, you should feel really good about where you are in life. And I'm like, I do most of the time feel pretty good about, about where I've made it in life. And he was like, well, what are the times that you, and I, and I'm explaining to him like, well, I don't know, like. I do everything that I do knowing that I do a thing that is kind of going to always be sort of underground and I like it, but like you do want that, that, that type of success where everybody in your life that ever uh, knew you growing up and thought you were a loser has to admit to you that you're a winner. And uh, so You know, I I I said that to him. That's what I want. I want the I want the people to call me and be like, Brian, I thought you were such a fucking loser, but now you're such a big winner. You're 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 the most famous guy in the world or something. And he was like, Yeah. And I was like, Yeah. He was like, What would that look like? And I go, uh, I don't know, like a TV show on Netflix or something. I don't fucking know. He's like, if that happened, you'd have to add a gay person to your show. And I was like, What? And then I got like real nervous that he was homophobic <laughs> and, uh, he wasn't. So he, he was like, and I'm not saying that out of, hate. I'm saying that because I am, uh, I'm saying that as a gay man. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for, for saying that. Cause that was one of the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Um, so he's trying to be the third Mike. Is that basically I- <laughs> what he's going for? Is like, I could really punch this thing up. It's two just boring white dudes. Nobody wants that. You need a little bit of flavor. It seems like he was saying like, I think I get what he was saying, right? Like he was saying, if you get a job, if you get your own TV show and you get signed to like a, at a corporate place, right? Like if, if, if you get a job at a corporate place, they will say like, uh, they, the, he thinks that they say, like, well, you got to hire a gay guy now. And I was like, I would hire like a gay guy. I don't think really I have any fucking problem with that. No, at you all. wouldn't. Not if the boss said to. Okay. Yeah. I would turn homophobic, actually, if the boss told <laughs> me to. It was so weird, though. I, I felt first I felt like I had to defend myself for mm-hmm. a minute. And then I kind of like calmed down a little bit. I think maybe he was checking to see. How I am with, um, I, I think he was checking to see how I am with confrontation was the whole thing. Cause he had tried something else. He had said earlier in the night when I told him that I think that, that people who, who are really into NPR think I'm stupid, but that's okay. Cause I think they're stupid too. And then he explained to me that he really likes NPR and I was like, oh Well, I'm sorry I said that, then, sir. Yeah, weird day. You said that yesterday. Yeah, I apologize to him. I said I'm sorry. NPR people are my natural enemy. Yeah, um, yeah, that sucks, ass. That's just such a liberal, stupid attitude. And Zuleika in the chat is right. It's like the definition of tokenism. (laughs) It's like why. I would, you know, it's just us, you know, that's the show. Um, If, if things change in the future, I'm open to it, but just to cram somebody in here to be like, Oh, we have a woman now, you know, she can say, calm down guys. She could do that. Like, you know, every three minutes. That's how I've always felt too. It's like, I hate this idea of like looking the tokenism thing is like a really interesting conversation to me that I would love to have with, people of color or or different you know genders or gender identities and stuff like that because like there is like a weird thing of like i want a diverse Group of people listening to this show. I want a diverse group of people to be guests on the show and 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 to be a part of the show. And I make a real effort to do that. But I also hate the idea of like having a list of your 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 gay male friends, your gay women friends, no. your, your trans friends. It's like it's such an odd thing. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I think I've said it before on this show several times. Is like making lists of like identities and stuff is just gets into weird territory. It's not solving the problem. It's that, and that is kind of like the Democrat thing. Is it's like the we can't vote for Bernie Sanders because he's a white man. Yeah. Yeah, Oof, Brett, the Democrats are on one lately, aren't they? I have no idea. Did you see Joe Biden like? did that whole like, uh, uh, press conference. He, he posted one of the pictures that they post, like how presidents will post a picture of them signing a bill, you know, uh-huh. in yeah. the oval office. And he was like, I'm fast tracking, getting people to start paying their student loans. back." <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um, I feel better than ever not paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I try to, you know, bounce in and out in a way. I I just, I keep seeing like people mention what they're up to and I'm like, oh God, they are so bad, like as bad as possible. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't care about them. I'm sorry. Right. I'm, fe- I'm, I'm sorry. I was, I was up all night running a fever. Oh, no. Do you have COVID? No, I thought I did. I got a... I, a my my uh, sister has it right now. Oh, really? And may have accidentally given it to my brother. They're, they're doing the isolation gimmick now and stuff. So, yeah, a bunch of COVID got passed around. Not I think any, good. I think I got anywhere it from- where we've been. Okay, good. Honestly, I think I got it from eating ass nice the fever i had no my throat hurt and which has happened before like the first time it happens with somebody and my throat is scratchy and i'm like all right cool all right you earned it but then i was up all night with a fucking fever and i was like damn that fucking ran through me but uh i feel better now i'm just really tired and i'll be fine is that possible is that like a thing I have seen? I've heard so many people say that that's a thing. Oh, I got a sore throat from eating ass, but I always thought that was a joke. It is. It doesn't happen all the time. And it does. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's really not, it's, it's pretty harmless activity uh, for the most part. I mean, you can straight chow down on a turd for the most part. I uh, really just kinds of with bacteria in there, but it's kind of the same way with like, um, you know, like if I ate meat, it would make me throw up. Like I've, I've gone and had like pinto beans and been halfway through them and been like, oh my God, these things are fucking slamming. And then I'm like, oh no, it's lard. And then I just barf everywhere about 15 minutes later. I was there the time that happened. It was very, uh, uh, one of the times that happened with with Popeyes. Yeah. Popeyes. Pie it happened <laughs> earlier this year too. God, that I was like on is... a date and went and barfed and was like, came back to make, <laughs> trying to pretend like my eyes weren't bloodshot and shit. Really? Like, did you- like go in there and like make yourself barf or do you just no. barfed. No, I just started getting sweaty and then my throat started tightening up. And then I was like, I got to, I got to use the restroom real quick, you know, and then just got out of there. And as soon as the door opened, I just like threw up hardcore. Oh my God. Ugh. I was sweating. Yeah. You start sweating and then your mouth gets that like really wet feeling. Uh. I hate that wet feeling so much. Uh, so yeah. Um, well, let's look at some stuff. We'll see if we can, uh, uh, we'll see if we can make it painless. Right. Uh, first we wanted to talk about, um, Hey, congratulations to those Buffalo Starbuckses, right? Yeah. That's great news. Extremely. Did you see though that like the union busting shit they're pulling on them? No, I will get that up right now, though. Oh yeah. Um, Like. They've already started doing stuff like the people that they know are identified as like uh, for the union or or help start it. They're making them work like closing and opening shifts, you know, so like close Tuesday, uh, open Thursday. And it's just there's no sort of regularity with their schedules anymore. Yeah. Oh, so they're so now it's like clopening because they fucking unionize two places. Yeah. Like. Um, there's also managers popping by to do checks like every hour like just seeing coming in with like a white glove and kind of testing to see like if the, the store is up to standards and shit they've got the pressure on them super fucking hard yeah he, he says uh, after votes were counted by the nlrb a second cafe on camp road narrowly rejected the measure and outcome organizers planned to challenge union organizers and their attorney claimed there were voices that weren't heard I don't accept that as a full time, that as the full number at the end of the day. It being 12 against and 8 in favor, just because as I know that there are people in my location that did not get their ballots counted, Gianna Riva, shift supervisor at Camp Road, Starbucks told Yahoo Finance on Friday. Meanwhile, results from the third store were unclear as of Thursday's vote because ballots were challenged during the counting process. However, Riva is still counting it as a win. At the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. Honestly, if Camp Road chooses to organize or not, because the battle was getting from zero organized Starbucks locations to one Starbucks location organized. And now we have two, Reeve said. Um, so here's some of the accusations. Uh, According to Reeve, Starbucks, which publicly opposed the union vote, had closed down one of the locations in the area and allowed those employees from that store to work at the third cafe on Genesee Street for about two weeks. The company then declared them eligible to vote. According to Reeve, we've always kind of theorized that this was the union-busting tactic from Starbucks to kind of stuff the ballots. We are declaring. So they—that's one of the things they did, right? I got their union. Uh, uh twitter up i'm i'm like kind of trying to find it um and buffalo is i wonder if bu- i it makes me wonder also if buffalo um is like a place that has like high kind of organizing there i i i don't know for sure but like buffalo doesn't seem like the first place you would think a union would hit you would think it would be like portland or fucking uh new york or something like that buffalo huh. is like a really weird spot for it to happen i mean they had the close they got pretty they had india walton at least on the vow val- on the ballot i mean columbus doesn't has never i um, columbus is only republican shit all the time that's true that or we we have andy genther oh you're right Democrat, we have democrats right? we have democrats we've never had i've never heard of a socialist campaign in fucking columbus no it would have to be me or you really right or one of the cool people in the dsa that uh every one of them are, would be like no i don't i mean like wanting to run as a socialist that's really the worst right like they're gonna come out guns blazing at you if you get even close they so. just put a sickling hammer near your face and a certain amount of people are never going to listen to you <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. This is coming uh, from SB workers United on Twitter. If you want to follow them, um, we're getting this list. So they're doing the scheduling thing, which, you know, to fuck with people's sleep. Um, managers are also recruiting new employees to form like an anti-union block. So they're hiring people and being like trying to flood them with like people that don't want to, or aren't concerned with, or say they, they won't be uh, loyal to the union. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And okay. then they're overstaffing, um, putting up to 12 people on the floor at once to make it like really annoying to work there. Yeah. Or even that, that people will get cut. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or that people will get hurt too. Yeah. Yeah. People could get hurt. People will end up not getting the hours more. I mean, COVID pops off at that place then like everybody's out. Oh God, that's a another good point. Is it's like it makes the COVID unsafe. I mean, like, I is this coming from like, I I don't I don't understand how like businesses deal with this stuff. We 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 should. I'm gonna have to look and see if we can get like a uh, organizer on Sunday to to sort of talk. Talk us through some of this. Does, I wonder if this happens at the very highest level of Starbucks or if this is like a regional manager making these kinds of decisions because oh, no, they're dude. just mad. No, it's, it's absolutely Starbucks is once Starbucks has the, all the money in the world to prevent this stuff from happening. They would hate to see this for another Starbucks to find out this is happening and, and think to do it themselves. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this yeah, is a top down directive. There's somebody whose whole fucking job is to just union bust, to hand out materials to, uh, yeah, do all that stuff, uh, hand out materials, hire people, uh, do advanced training for, for stores that are having conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It says also multiple union leaders have been given a final warning for minor disciplinary actions when they had no prior write-ups. So they're going to like basically just fire people. Um, that's great. Like this, I, I have to the thing is, like I swear on my life I will never drink Starbucks again if they close this location. But I almost feel like I need to swear on my life now that I just will never drink Starbucks again. Right? Yeah. Like, it, it feels like it's time because they're retaliating. Yeah, they're awful. They're yeah, I mean they've been bad the whole time, but at least for now it it makes sense to not go there. Um, you know, over the summer. Once they, I'm not going to be, I would, I'm going to be too negative. So I won't say when I think will happen. Uh, but you know, I mean, whatever, I mean, you go back to drinking in a year, whenever it's okay to do it again, I guess. Well, it's when they close the stores. That was when I said, when they close these stores, then I will never drink Starbucks again. That was what I was coming from. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm like, also- but the stuff that I just told you, is that not enough to like, give you a bad taste in your mouth about them? It, it is it is i probably won't you know i have really cut down on it lately uh although just going to duncan isn't like something that's much better <laughs> it's true i mean you're fucked every way you go i mean you, and nothing that on this earth is acceptable i mean we've backed ourselves into a corner where we're supposed to be feel bad for every fucking purchase that we make but we have to make purchases all day so why the fuck do we do this to ourselves I know, I know. Why don't we just but fight? Wanna... Why don't we fight back and beat up the bad people and do something real against the enemies instead of like looking to ourselves to make a change? Yeah, I mean, how it hasn't been incredibly hard for me to never go to another BP again after the Deepwater Horizon spill. Like, I still don't go to BP. Because I'm just like, no, no BPs. I mean, they're, it helps that they're like the worst gas stations. But also, yeah, I just have never gone back to one after that because I had decided that that spill was one step too far for me and for BP. And I was like, I'm never going back there again. And then I never have. I just, so I think I could do it. I've been pretty good about that. I also, well, no, that's not true. Never mind. I was going to say something about something stupid, but it was a false. It was a lie. So I stopped. I mean, it's the same bullshit as voting with your dollars line that came around during Obama. Like we've worked ourselves to the same thing now, um, you know, where there's no way to change the Democrats or like the liberal attitudes or left or anything. And so this is all we get is like try to divest, I guess. I don't know don't drink starbucks the place that there's the most of in the country (laughs) yeah (laughs) like don't go to the place that's convenient and and but then it it's like it's one of those things like that is more of a uh uh, personal feel better thing you know like that more for yeah i mean i guess you should i mean if it empowers you and makes you feel strong and stuff i would say do it i mean i'm just a full-blown hedonist at this point where I think just focus on doing stuff that bring you the most happiness and ignore everything else in your life. Hmm. Yeah, I understand that, but Starbucks doesn't bring me a ton of happiness. You know, well, that's I just- what I'm saying what if boycotting them would like, what if you wake up every day and you're like, fuck them in the mirror. And that is more energizing than a cup of coffee. It, you're right, dude. It used to always feel so good. To say fuck Walmart. To- Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and also when you're in a conversation with somebody that goes there a lot, you know? Yeah. Where, <laughs> like, because there was a time I don't think young people get this and I'm just going to throw this out there. There was a time where like going to Walmart was an identity. And that time is basically over. I think. It's Target yeah. now. It is target, but even even then it's still not a super identity the way it oh, was it. it can you hear me? Uh oh, I think we lost Brett uh well, I'll just talk It's not an identity like it is with it's not an identity like it was with with Walmart because Walmart was like you could go to a store and you could buy. Like one of those cutesy live laugh love gimmicks, right? Like it would like one of those wood uh, uh, things with cute phrases and shit on them that said like, "Hey, if I'm not here, I'm shopping at Walmart." And uh, I don't think you see that with Target very much. I think you just kind of see. Um, I think you just kind of see. He's not forgotten. He'll be back. Brett will be back. He's just got to unplug it and plug it back in. Everything's going to be okay. The target thing for me is the memes, the constant memes about going to Target. There's, there's Target memes? constant. Yeah, everybody. I mean, in TikTok and everything. Like, oh, I just wanted to go spend $20. 15 minutes later, $150. Oh, my God, dude. I just typed in Target memes on Google. And... Uh, Oh, where's under mommy? Images. I got all the mommy blogger pages, dude. You got to be in that, dude. I have it has forty one million nine hundred thousand results. Yeah, very popular. no fucking idea. Okay, now I got to do a comparison, right? All right, so I'm looking. I'll read a couple Target ones. I never know how much is missing from my life until I step foot into a Target. Yeah, sad statement. I mean, damning of society. <laughs> Husband, what are you going to get at Target? Oh, just some cleaning stuff. Also me, and then it's like wine and a huge basket. Uh, I dressed up as a Target worker on Halloween, and they started training me to work there. So yeah, Target memes. Now I'm gonna go. (laughs) All right, me at Target. I just need toothpaste. Also me at Target. Then woman dragging two carts. Now let's look up Walmart memes. Right? Mm, Yes, I'm interested. Yeah, this is like kind of a good comparison to how we feel about stuff, I guess. I mean, to me, the Walmart was to me was always for poor people. I mean, most of the other stuff I see about Target is that it's like county jail um, or like what's his name? Larry the Cable Guy did a whole fucking bit on Walmart and how horrible it is to shop there. Well, the first Walmart meme says even in these unprecedented times at Walmart, one thing hasn't changed. And then under the bottom, it's got a picture of a line that says there's still only one register open. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> that's kind of funny. <laughs> so all the Walmart memes are negative. Um, yeah, like every one of them. Uh, meanwhile, at Walmart. It's like a, a, a meme where it shows people having a rough time at Walmart. Um, so, yeah, dude, the Walmart identity is over. People in Walmart put the nail in that coffin. I know. I know. And Target's like kind of hurting Walmart, too, because like our, our Amazon is, is probably hurting Walmart the most because Walmart doesn't have that fucking design. Like the Target is smart because of design like it it just it is the exact same fucking store dude the exact same store but like looks better so people feel like okay going there i mean it's uh i mean it It's it's similar to Aldi though. It's like, are you really getting a deal if they do advertisements? Like, are you really getting a deal um, if they don't just put the items in a box on the shelf? You know, like Walmart, you're forced to shop there because you're poor. Is like that's they are like have a certain amount of their demographic that are just they can't afford anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing, because I just saw this story, Brett, earlier today, actually. And this has been a target of us a lot lately. But the Labor Department sharply criticized Dollar General's troubled history on worker safety, saying the fastest growing retailer in the United States has been putting its more than 150,000 workers in harm's way for years. I mean, the people shopping there, too. (laughs) Dollar General? Yeah, I, I mean, I went, I had to go get a Dollar General pickup for DoorDash, and they had just gigantic piles of dog food and boxes and shit packed through the aisle. I'm literally squeezing through multiple aisles to try to find stuff. So many fucking laundry detergents that could fall on top of your head. I had no idea. I haven't been in one oh, in a while. And the last time it's half warehouse, half store. It's ridiculous. True. They they have no, like nobody, everybody's there. just stocking. No one's allowed to work, work the register. There's like no logistics department at Dollar General. It's just a computer that keeps ordering stuff. It, is. it absolutely is. We, we read that. I mean, that cat litter story, I went there and I'm like, this is so fucking real. It's just They have an auto buy system where they just keep buying stuff and keep sending it to the store. And they're like, where do we put this? It's going to sit in a pallet in the middle of the fucking aisle. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, the headline, but one of the headlines on here, the the sub headline says Dollar General's business is booming. It's also vulnerable to crime. So (laughs) I don't know why that is the case. But um, since 2016, the department's uh, OSHA has proposed more than three point three million dollars in penalty. Oh, God, I'm sure fucking Dollar General's shit in their pants for safety violations at Dollar General locations around the country. These violations are typically for blocked electrical panels, obstructive, obstructed exits, as well as forklift, housekeeping, and sanitation issues, which I believe, I so believe, other than the forklift, because I don't know, I, is there really forklifts at Dollar General? I guess they might be talking about those things you push around. Right. They have to say hand truck, but also the kind of nerd that writes this stuff has never worked a hard day in their fucking life. He's Um, he's the hand truck. um, Maybe they're talking about the warehouse, though, too. Probably. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. I love those hand trucks. We used to push each other around on them and get in trouble for it every single time. I mean, they hate when you do that. Yeah, they're the best. You can use them like a fucking scooter. And then, yeah, you turn the wheel way too hard a little bit and just flip over the fucking handlebars. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets more mad than a manager catching you riding around on a hand truck. They're jealous. I know. Cause they're, if they did it, they'd get in trouble, right? They'd get fired if their general manager caught them. They all they can really do to you. I, I mean, especially now with like the, the, uh, the lack of workers out there oh yeah for, for these places it's like man if you work at a grocery store go ahead and ride that hand truck they can't do shit get get on that pallet jack and fucking really get a get a good head of speed up there yeah try some carnival stuff yeah i mean <laughs> it is like a good time this would be a good time to just go get a job and let out your anger or go act a fool on managers because they're not going they can't do anything i think that i think the problem with that it would be fun absolutely But I also think that, like, in retail and at restaurants and stuff like that, um, it's got to be pretty, like, the hours have to be brutal now. Um, So if you can afford to just quit, that's great. But, like, for people that are actually, you know, forced into working these jobs now, like, I don't know, man. Because there is no law about hours worked in anything except for, like, truck driving and and firefighting and and policing and shit like that you know so like at like a dollar general i'm sure a lot of people are working to open to close multiple days a week yeah but it is um i mean there is just also um just how because the american education system brainwashes us a lot uh into this idea like i said the same with walmart where it's like i don't know if. if dollar general had a little bit more uh, decorum, like it would be $10 general, you know, like everything <laughs> would, there'd would be no dollar involved. It'd be hundred dollar general. If, if all of a sudden, you know, we paid the people to stock the shelves when it, the business wasn't fucking open. Yeah. Well, it, it also, uh, uh, so literally it, it was it, crazy, dude. Like f- the whole back wall was just racks and racks of shit that was in the way of everything I needed to fucking get. So now it's me, the customer, and now I'm, I'm, you know, I I know what I'm getting into. I've worked in these environments before, but there's so many dumbasses, you know, that have never moved a cart around and and don't understand that, like, if there is glassware above you, you got to pay fucking attention. You know, there's a lot of people that just think they can move it out of the way aggressively and grab their milk, but it's not going to work. You're going to get fucking splattered on the brain. You're totally right about that too. And, and like, uh, um, people will climb over stuff. Oh yeah. Because they think it's probably like, I think a lot of times what happens is people probably think that like, oh, well they wouldn't leave that stuff like that. If it wasn't safe, you're in yeah. trouble for doing something like that. You're absolutely right. They, they abdicate responsibility to somebody else or, or to say that like, well, they know what they're doing. Certainly dollar general wouldn't make it a dangerous place. Uh, to, to to shop in here. It's weird because that is sort of the social contract <laughs> in a way that like when I go to a store owned by a big corporation, they crack down so much that nothing bad could ever happen. Yeah, and, when, and this actually goes back to the Joe Biden con- content from before. And like even before my political awakening uh, in the early 2000s, something that I felt was that you know, like with the George Bush compassionate conservative lines and all that stuff. Um, And then Democrats with like the same with Joe Biden say he's going to do something and then he doesn't, is that a lot of people have their own virtues and that, you know, regular working class people, they pay back their debts more than anybody else. We're the people that make the most loan payments. Every rich person defers it or has a lawyer to get rid of it. Corporations pay nothing. Um, So we kind of put our values on them. Like Joe Biden said, he's going to take away $50,000 of debt for everybody. Let's not be asshole. You know, like I believe him because if I said that, if I said that, I would not, I could not live with myself going back out there. I couldn't post a picture of me then saying like, Hey, it's time to start paying again. I know it's, it's no, it's right before Christmas, uh, slow down on the December, on the Christmas spending. Cause come January, your ass has a bill due. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they also just think that like, I, I don't know, they, they think that the businesses care that much about getting fined or sued that too. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, Dollar General got fined three point three million dollars for safety violations, and it's like, dude, that they had. It says here there's eighteen thousand Dollar General yeah. stores, and it plans to double that number. Yeah, they spent that much on like the 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 board's uh, Christmas party. Right, and they don't care what's in that store either. Like It says the company has a low-cost, no-frills business model. It does not disclose how much it pays its workers, but industry analysts say it's among the lowest in retail. Uh, They did say Dollar General has said it provides competitive wages and benefits, but they would say that. I mean, why why the fuck not? I mean, you can say whatever. They The power of the world is you can say whatever you want. It's like I was saying whether you can live with it or not. Just find someone that will say whatever you want for the right amount of money and pay them instead of paying the employees. Yeah, Dollar General stores tend to be small and crowded with high shelves and piles of boxes and carts lining the aisles. Yep. Sometimes only one or two workers are on shift at a time. Former executives, store employees, law enforcement officials, and retail security experts told CNN Business last year that the company was failing to protect its workers from violent crime. It's thinly staffed stores and low-cost approach left workers vulnerable to robberies and other safety hazards, these sources said. At least $6 general employees have died during armed robberies from 2016 to 2020, according to a review of news and police reports. That is true. It is a mu- like people always, when I was growing up, uh, this buddy of mine was at Kroger, right? And a, a guy came in there and uh, he hopped, the service desk with a knife and tried to rob the Kroger and it didn't work at all I mean really no no (laughs) the place is too fucking big there's too many people around but like Dollar General does seem like a really easy place to rob (laughs) you know like when, when, when you just look at them it doesn't look like there's ever anybody there nobody's ever working in there and it is like it you never i've never been in a dollar general where there were more than like six people in the store at a time yeah i would say just from my point though is like the neighborhood that you're in the police response uh, is going to be faster it's something to think about if you're thinking about robbing stores i wouldn't go dollar general for that reason too I mean, if you did one out in, in like a rural area, which is where there's a lot of those motherfuckers, you probably yeah. get away easily. Nowhere <laughs> to hide, though, on your car, though. Like your car going to stick. There's going to be like one car coming down 33 leaving Zanesville between the hours of five and 515. It's <laughs> a good point. We, we should. That's our call in prompt for Sunday. Hey, you call in Sunday and let us know what st- big retailer you would rob. <laughs> What's yeah. the easiest retailer to rob? It's tough. I mean, a lot of them um I mean the the grocery stores always, I feel like, have security guards there. But I think also Dollar General definitely has some fucking employees. Like I, I hope that it wasn't like I hope I mean I, I don't know. I hope it was just one of those dumbass people that got tricked into fighting for the register or protecting the register instead of just outright murder, you know? Okay. Uh, uh, because I just think that like, even, I don't understand how the knife guy didn't get away with it because that that's enough of an excuse for me to empty the register. I don't have any, i don't have to explain myself to anybody. They say, why did you, he had a knife, they had a knife. I don't know. Well, what I think, it, what I, what I think happened more than likely was that he, he did jump the, uh, uh, thing, you know, the counter. Yeah. So you have to re jump that counter to get out. And then also get out of the store, and uh, I just think like that's a tall order right there <laughs> to it try to all get the out time, of time, man. Like that's the that's the way to knock off any like liquor store. That's why they put the glass up and all that stuff. But they usually stay on your side. Like they like if somebody robs a liquor store with a gun, usually with the gun, not with a knife. I don't know how many robberies happen with a knife a lot i've seen some jump over videos there's usually like the store clerk beats the shit out of jumping the register is because stupid because that person usually has a bat or a weapon on their side and they've been waiting for this moment and then they unleash hell on them (laughs) but i've watched i spent a lot of time watching videos of of people getting bonked over the head for trying for jumping the the counter yeah because that is the the It's such a stupid move. There's so many mechanics involved in jumping the counter and then jumping back over the counter. And then at a liquor store, I think it seems a little bit easier than at a grocery, a supermarket, you jump over the counter and then you also have to like run around a corner and out a door and through the parking lot like they cover so much supermarkets cover so much area that it's just i just don't think it can ever work out for in my opinion i've never heard of one getting robbed successfully and i'm sure i'm stupid and i could just google that but i'm just gonna say i've never heard of that did you see that guy get mad at me because i made fun of him for saying he likes grocery stores (laughs) Oh God, the guy, the leftist, the post-leftist guy or whatever, they wanted to say that we need to give up on making fun of American grocery stores because they're great. It wasn't even, I think it was communists and anarchists shouldn't make that a part of their argument. The Mm. American supermarket, part of their argument. And you're like, dude, but. Like it is sort of, if you're a communist, especially, and you're talking about the relations of like capital and shit like that. And even just like what makes our lives measurably worse in supermarkets or what makes the most amount of lives worse. And how many jobs? In I mean, uh, in an infinite amount of ways, in ways that you don't even think of. For every competing brand, there is a whole team of people spending All their time coming up with a new way to draw a tomato to put on the pasta sauce bar a jar like (laughs) there's so much time wasted creating differences in products that we're everybody's copying fucking doritos there's no reason to have other stuff maybe a health you have a healthy dorito and we have the regular dorito other than that like maybe even just some sort of friendly once a year we would do a competition for the best healthy nacho cheese dorito And that's who wins the contract to provide them for everybody. But beyond that, I don't need nine fucking cheese Doritos at my place. It's not it's not efficient. And also super stupid thing to say where we're have like massive shortages right now. And uh, it's not nothing about it has been efficient. It didn't handle pandemic at all. They were pouring thousands of gallons of milk down the drain and getting rid of tens of thousands of pigs like we wasted so much goddamn stuff simply because of the American grocery store exactly yeah bullshit that's the stupidest thing go look in a fucking dumpster right american grocery store and then go look at the people that are are food insecure right now and then tell me that the american grocery store is something that we should just like avoid when we're arguing (laughs) with people I i mean i don't go anymore I mean, I I I I hate the American grocery store. When I go in there, it's everything about it is fucking annoying. None of the stuff that you wanted there before, there's new that's changed or whatever, and uh, most of it is fucking useless. There's it's black beans. There's nothing that you can any company does differently with their fucking black beans except to change <laughs> the label on the can. Yeah, I mean, you really hit me hard with that. A couple, of, I think it was like a year or two ago, Brett. Uh And I keep saying this to people now, I, I stole your talking point, uh, uh, and used it all the time now because you were going to Aldi and you were telling me like, dude, you should go to Aldi, man. You'll, you'll, you'll save a bunch of money. And I was telling you, like, I, I just can't, like, I can't shop at Aldi (laughs) It's because I'm like a brand name guy. I see myself as like, I am like a brand name. I I don't get fruit rings. I buy fruit loops. You know, I don't get fruity fruity specks, fruity pebbles. And and it's not just, it extends past fruit cereals too. Um, You know, Uh, well, I used to buy Pop-Tarts instead of those toaster treats, but now I can't buy Pop-Tarts anymore. So anyway, you were like, it all comes from the same factory and they just slap a different name on it. And like, I never really thought about it, but that's kind of true when you, especially when you're talking about Doritos. Like, there's no difference between any of the Doritos and the Doritos section. The, yeah. the Kroger Doritos taste exactly like the fucking Dorito Doritos. I've, <laughs> I've always served generic Doritos at every fucking party and no one has ever noticed. No one's, no ever, one's said- ever said tightening about a little bit, Brett. You're going a little. <laughs> no, it's the same Dorito.
1: It's yeah, literally I can, Doritos
0: in a different bag. Yeah. As we said before, Pop-Tart's the only thing they never figured out. There's a few hey. of them. Fig Newtons are a little wonky. It's weird that like Fig Newton regular is like $4.29, but then they're like $0.89 cents at Aldi. But there is a differentiation there. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't eat any Fig Newtons ever. I, they used to be my favorite cookie when I was a little baby boy, when I was like five and six years old. It's health then, food. When you right. were five or six years old. That's probably true. But then uh, I think probably when I was in my teen years, I saw comedians say Fig Newtons are bad. And then I decided I don't like them and I haven't had one since. So maybe I should try a Fig Newton. Um, I mean, we—it's one of our friends had a similar thing with their kid where she made date cookies. And then her her kid is like, "What's dates?" And she's like, "Well, it's this plant that grows on a tree. It's like," this. and they're like, "Oh fuck no!" You know, like they don't know that chocolate comes from plants and shit. You know, no. uh, but they were, they were like, "Just just forget that I told you that this is like a natural ingredient because it's mostly sugar." Like people have been eating dates and figs because they're all sugar. That's the only. That's why they're popular, um, not because they're healthy. So like, Dude. yeah, you, you you if it's just because it's not like a fake flavor, it's still bad for you there is a a story in my family that when my dad first got uh remarried to my stepmom uh she made zucchini bread and she was like uh have some zucchini bread and I was like hell no why would I eat like that sounds disgusting to me yeah I didn't even know what I knew a zucchini was a plant I didn't know you know and I knew I didn't want nothing to do with it And so she fucking cut a piece of zucchini bread, toasted it, put a little bit of butter on it, put it on a plate and said, I wasn't allowed to get up from the table until I ate some zucchini bread. (laughs) uh, So fun. That's a great way to get you to like zucchini bread. (laughs) And I fucking sat there for like 45 minutes. Uh, and I finally took a bite and I was like, wow, this stuff's really great. And then I got in trouble for liking it as in like. What? Oh, we are supposed to be punishment? Yeah. It was like, you're going to sit here. And then it was like, I told you you were going to like it. Then I got yelled oh. at for liking it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. That's that unlocks so much about you, but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> you got it coming and going. I know what you're talking about, though. <laughs> There's times where you can't win with, with mad of mad our generation. Yeah. yeah they just, just decided they were mad. Yeah. They're mad. I remember they fucking sold me on. This is a really funny. Not a funny story, but it it will unlock more stuff, I think, for people. There was a time where we were knocking a wall out in my house to open up a room, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, in order to get us to help, they were like, you guys, you know, you get to destroy something. You get to destroy the wall. How exciting is that? And yeah. we were like excited, you know? We would get the sledgehammer. We we're going to bash the wall out, you know? Yeah. So excited. And so as we're doing it, I start saying, let's be destructive and shit like that. Like just having a, like a really good time with it. And then we're like, okay, that's enough. We, we don't need to hear about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking had to destroy the wall solemnly for the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to like hand back the uh, sledgehammer with your head bound and say, mama, I can't do it. <laughs> i love this place too much i can't can't bear to see it destroyed because you worked so hard to build for us i would hate to see that taken down but they just hated the fact that like i was excited about Kids. being destructive i guess yeah but it's like that's how you sold it to me motherfucker i'd rather be out with my friend smoking cigarettes yeah yeah i actually had a good moment food moment with my kid um which i know that i mean people, only people that follow on follow me on twitter but I might have a reputation as like a, a tough parent when it comes to food, uh, because like I will make her eat like peas and stuff because it's edible. Anything she's not allergic to, it's like you have to eat vegetables. That's all of our life. But I made here's here's how I get here's how I here's how it works for me in that she does finish her plate. I made peas today and they were bad. Like I took a bite of them and I was like, wow, that's a lot of garlic. Like it was really it was bad. <laughs> I was like, I was, but I held on, held it back and I let her try them. And then she was just like, Oh dad, these peas are gross. And I was like, you know what? You're right. You are right. Like I'm like her palate, you know, that is that these taste this is too strong. I over seasoned this in the wrong way. And so we didn't eat them. So now I have like gained some sort of like leeway with her. that like, I'm not trying to get you to eat bad stuff ever. I'm not going to make you eat shit that tastes bad, you know, but this kind of stuff is good, you know? That's like how I always say when somebody dies on a roller coaster, this, the amusement park is like secretly, the amusement park industry is secretly kind of <laughs> thrilled about it. For sure. Because then people are like, damn, somebody died on that one, man. I'm not, I got to ride that. That's a real thrill. It like sells all the rest of the rides. Yeah. Right. That's exactly the, that's a, your parenting way is like, okay, one time I threw the peas away. And now, you know, that like, I'm very fair and you have to eat everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> is, it'd be so funny if we got sued by the amusement park lobbyists for yeah, giving away for slander or whatever it's called. I don't know which one slander or the other one. I think it's I <laughs> But it, I just, I, I, I genuinely believe that. And I don't, I, I, I don't know if I genuinely believe it or, or if it's a joke, but I do believe it. And I have been saying it for a very long time. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I guess when I get on them, I imagine they don't want that to happen. Like I'm not trying to risk my life, but in the same time, I'm always risking my life with stuff. And then like safe risks are the best kind. Like that's a very cheap risk. Like, yeah, you might get your head lopped off, but it's like one person every few years. It's not going to happen. It's not going to (laughs) happen. Exactly. Thank you. I mean, I hear from people all the time that say they almost got killed on a roller coaster. Yeah. It's like, that's the point of the fucking roller coaster is for you to almost get killed on it. You're supposed not really, I think that's what you're supposed to think. Not me. No, I think it's in like a marvel of engineering. Like, I think it's supposed to be like really safe. Really? When you get on it, you're like, this is super safe. Absolutely. Um, I, I mean, except for... I, so when those people got killed at the Ohio State Fair, that did make me re-evalu- reevaluate and say that, like, you know, uh, fucking people that are driving city to city with these things on tractor trailers and putting them up every single weekend, that's not safe. But, like, yeah, an amusement park? Um, yeah, I expect them to just... i should It should be like riding an escalator or an elevator. I don't think any of that is... Uh, I don't expect any sort of risk at all. Real? Okay. So I don't ride rides. People know that about me i i think i've said it a million times i always just assumed that when you people when you people that ride rides got on rides you were like uh well i mean i'm trying to get as close to getting killed as i can it's like doing dmt i guess mm, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh but it's not yeah i guess for you it would be I DM, DMT, you are trying to feel a little bit of death. Roller coaster, once again, I think it's mostly geeks. It's mostly like scientists and math geeks, and then also hedonists and thrill ride people that are like, I can have this insane feeling in my body uh, for, and, it'll, and, and not die. You know, I can be whipped around like a rag doll and it's 100% safe. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. 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 I, I get that. I mean, that's what my dad used to say all the time when he would try to get me on roller coasters, which I also got in trouble for a few times, like not riding roller coasters. But, um, but my dad would say like, you can't get it hurt on like, there's, there's no possible way to get hurt. It's just whipping you around. So I, don't yeah, know. I always thought it was just a matter of the way that people's bodies react to stress more than anything. That's what I came to understand with a lot of stuff is just like, for me, I can be remain calm and comfortable. Some people really feel like they're on the verge of death, and like I would never do anything that made me feel that way. Yeah, I mean, I've considered, I, I think, like, all the times when I was a kid, when I was going to an amusement park, um, which I haven't been to an amusement park in, in probably 20 years now because I'm so afraid to. Run gotta run. go, Charlotte's, re- Charlotte's big enough and ready to go. Maybe we go this summer. actually was, uh, this is something we could do off the air, but I was actually looking at these, these toboggan rides mm. in, uh, up near yes. Cleveland where you yeah. get going 50 miles an hour. Yes. Yes. And you have the little stick to like the stick brake. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't I did I al- do that. Okay. I did an Alpine coaster at Asheville. It was one of the greatest rides of my life. An Alpine, on, like on the side of a mountain coaster? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. You're in a, a single car, and you have two hand, hand brakes that you can pull back on if you want to slow. But you're basically just swirling back and forth through the mountains, and uh, it was like one of the best rides of my life. It was really good. I could probably do that, too. I'm just afraid of, literally only afraid of roller coasters. Like what about the Twister? What's the Twister? You got to tell me what the Twister is. Oh, man. It's two big arms that hold two cars. Oh, no. No no, like, no, 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 no. You don't like any rides then? No. What, you have to name the rides you like. Well, people on listening to the show aren't going to get this unless they're from Ohio or Michigan. But the Iron Dragon is a roller coaster that I will ride. Okay. Um, for coaster geeks out there, that's a suspended coaster <laughs> where you're inside of a car. It's which, like air cushioned. It's really nice. It's a great might have ride been taken down by now. too. <laughs> um, there used to be one at Kings Island called like adventure ride thing. And I rode that it's kind of a roller coaster, but it doesn't have a hill on it. I don't think I like the hill. The hill is basically where I'm like, I could do a whole roller coaster if it didn't have a hill. A deep, steep drop. No, 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 no! I don't want to go down fast either. I okay. The dragon is the the number is like the picture of the coaster on suspended roller coaster for Wikipedia. Oh, I know, I know. And the Iron Dragon. Benchmark. I think that the hill's only eighty feet tall. Yeah, and and I think like that really helped me to be like, okay, it's and I get scared every time I get on it anyway. Um, no, I don't think there's any, I ride like, I, the spider, no, there's really nothing. I, I I would ride the spider. I would get scared on it, but I would like the octopus spider. The thing that kind of goes around in a circle and stuff and and up and down at the same time. Yeah. I might do that. I don't do the, the, the ship, you know, the pirate pirate ship. ship? Really? No. So you just, that, that, that like a tickle belly feeling makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You don't know what Uh, to do with that. Well, the other issue is I won't even go up in the uh, uh, Eiffel Tower at King's Island. (laughs) (laughs) So, heights too. I'm not afraid of heights, though. You just don't do them? I don't know. I worked on ladders my whole fucking life. I was a roofer, an industrial roofer on top of fucking skyscrapers. You'll do it for money. So if at the bottom of the Eiffel Tower at Cedar Point they said anybody that walks to the tops to get twenty bucks, you'd grab it and walk. You'd stomp if up they, it. If they gave me nine dollars and fifty cents an hour, I'd be willing to do anything. Okay, for nine fifty an hour, I'll do anything I I ask. That would be amazing to get punched in at the bottom of the tower and then walk up and then they pay. They like retro pay you. <laughs> Yeah. or whatever i'm trying to say yeah well we got uh we got one last thing we need to talk about here um as catastrophic tornado approached the city friday employees of a candle factory which would later be destroyed heard the warning sirens and wanted to leave the building but at least five workers said supervisors warned employees that they would be fired if they left their shifts early for hours, as word of the coming storm spread, as many as 15 workers besieged managers to let them take shelter at their own homes, only to have their requests rebuffed, the workers said. Mm-hmm. So this is a candle factory. Uh, yeah, this is awful. At least eight people died in a Mayfield Consumer Products factory, which makes scented candles. By the way, scented candles don't have to get made at all. They could take the night off from the scented candle business. Um, yeah, this is a, I mean, this is a moment, um, where I feel for some reason, when I was a kid, I thought being an adult meant having difficult conversations or tackling things that were, were bigger than, than us. And, um, the problem that I have waking up every single day is that it saddens me that we don't have a conversation about the importance of scented candles and the importance of people's lives when it comes to getting Amazon shit to us overnight. And that, you know, these managers uh, that made them do that, you know, we're not kind of management here, but I bet that lays on their soul for a very long time uh, to think that they were a part of that. But also um, they were just following orders the way the same everybody else does. And it's the system that we're in. It's the culture that we're in that puts this kind of pressure on people uh, to say that you have to do your job. I mean, you're not the fucking post office, like the post office kind of back themselves in the corner with that, like slogan that they do. Yeah. (laughs) No rain, no snow or whatever that is. Yeah. The candle makers, uh, Amazon, any of this is unnecessary. I'm also, I also want to know what the requirements are for safety because uh, when I worked at the Abercrombie warehouse, we had a tunnel underneath the warehouse that you could go, that we were supposed to go to in uh, extreme weather events. Did you ever go in it? Yeah, they did. We had to do drills, like okay, every six months or something. Because there was really nothing. I, I don't remember at bed at Bath and Body Works warehouse what if there were tornado drills or whatever. Uh, at, hearing that you went in there uh, gives me a little bit of solace because I I kind of figured like. It right. might be like the missiles at the uh Pentagon or whatever yeah, they're just a requirement <laughs> yeah that that like maybe oh. I guess it's there, but it's probably not um but uh at the cable company, they never told us what to do in case of us they said don't climb a poles if it's lightning out. They did say that, but it, it's, I in, never in, would know what to do um <sighs> something about meeting new people and, uh, dating and, uh, not even just making new friends and stuff with my new single life. Um, I, you know, I've come to understand that like my ability to push boundaries and step over the line and do what I want is like, not because I choose to do that. It's because I was, it's my genetics, it's my upbringing, it's all of that. And, you know, where I would have felt no problem like getting out of there, you know, I just know for most people, I mean, what keeps this world together is that folks are just unsure about their own intuition that we've created a, we've created a system where people are forced into uh, fighting for their life for their fucking job, you know, and like, and, and it being really hard to change jobs or being really scary to think about finding a new one. And it's like, it's probably just another dumb storm, you know, should I risk it all right now and have to go fucking, uh, do interviews tomorrow, you know? Right. And I, um, would not have left. I know. That's what I mean. And I don't hold that against you and it's nothing else, but I would have just tore ass with a middle finger out of that place, you know? Um, but there's just so much pressure that people are subjected to that. I mean, it's what keeps the world going is that they're able to, uh, pressure people into doing this stuff, you know, accepting I mean, these, this type of relationship as like a healthy way, a healthy working environment. They have no can, care or concern for you. I can also hear this conversation happening in my head the the, can we go home? Cause there's a tornado. And then, you know, the, the manager like acts like you're joking or whatever, yeah. or like, oh, oh yeah, you always want to go home. <laughs> Are you serious? It's a one week till Christmas. We've got 10,000 orders going out tonight. And, and, and we, we have, we have, we'll, we have storm protocols in place. Don't worry about it. We'll let you know. And it's so weird that like also the, uh, uh, it's this Bob Ferguson, a spokesperson said, uh, it's absolutely untrue. We've had a policy in place since COVID began. Employees can leave anytime they want to leave and they can come what? back the next day. Uh, he also denied that managers told employees that leaving their shifts meant risking their jobs. No, um, he doesn't No, He, this is the thing is that this is what makes him go to bed at night and feel okay is because he's on a don't ask, don't tell relationship. He wants the job done in a certain way. He wants these treat, people treated like fucking shit until they subject to every word that gets set down to them. He does not want to know how the sausage is made. He doesn't want to know that the managers are down there sending threatening text messages to people saying that anybody that doesn't anybody that leaves tonight doesn't have a fucking job tomorrow. That happened all the goddamn time. Oh, yeah. It's oh. happened to every fucking workplace I had. Oh, yeah. And again, we're snow emergency country. We're a level two snow emergency company and full of managers that just come up with every goddamn reason why we need someone to put numbers into a spreadsheet today. And you need to risk your goddamn life. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, when we're talking about level two and level three snow emergencies, is the thing they do in, in Columbus or in Ohio uh, for counties. Um, Brett's right. Like, I've had, I've never had a job where you didn't have to come in in a snow emergency. And also in city jobs, too. There's lots of people that live in the country. You can, you can get pretty rural and you can get a house for a, you know, you used to be able to get a house for $100,000 if you're willing to drive 45 minutes every morning. You know, so there's people that were on the road for an hour or more and totally not worth it. You're risking your life the whole time. Like there's no reason to be on the fucking roads. Yeah. For, for, I, I, I mean, I risked my life a bunch of times for $10 an hour, like a lot of time. I, I risked my life for $5 an hour. If I'm being on, when I worked at the golf course, dude, they told us we had to come in at a level two snow emergency. Like they were to just like, well, we're to still roll gonna- silverware. the 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 clubhouse is still open so you got to come in and it's like and we're allowed we're exempt from that because we're we're an essential service you know everything was an essential service and like is an essential service in that situation you know i i know when i worked at the call center they said call centers are exempt from that from snow emergencies because call centers have to be open it's like, why, why, why do they have to be open? Why does, why do you have to be able to call priceline.com? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? Yeah, the <laughs> phone, the phone company, the power company. Sure. But insurance does not to be, need to be open today. No, we don't need people trying to sell insurance agents today. I don't even know if the cable company really needed to be. No, they're in the, in the 2000s suffer. from suffer. From, yeah. Look outside. Look at the fucking weather. Your cable isn't working. Drag a goddamn board game out. Get a fucking book off your shelf. Suffer. Right. I worked there from 2002 to 2009. So you could say like, oh, the internet is, is crucial now. And I might agree with you maybe, but I, I don't know. But like from 2002 to 2009, the internet was not crucial, was not important. People were not cutting the cord. Uh, you could plug a fucking um antenna in and get tv and watch tv uh so yeah but, but but yeah we were considered like essential and and had to come in and they would extend our hours to like well you can work 16 hours today uh because we need you we got ot man everybody's yeah. looking for, for money around this time of year i know you got that christmas credit card to pay off we got ot right ready for you to go as soon as you get here Susan takes you 90 minutes to get to this fucking place. Well, so here we here. So here's the lesson of the show. Uh, Buy generic stuff. And also if they tell you, you get fired for leaving during a tornado, just go. I don't think that's going to happen anymore though. I think that those days at least for a few years are going to, are not going to happen. And I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I'm going to give you the real advice. If nothing happens and you call back the next day and you act real sad and you kind of tell them that like they're the boss, they'll hire you back. They don't want to train anybody else. All you have to do is say, hey, Megan, uh, sorry, I left last night. You know, I was just scared. I wasn't in my right mind, but you were right. I was wrong. Like always, you've always been like a, a, a mentor to me. You'll get your job back. <laughs> you <laughs> you get your fucking. Me. Just say that to your boss. You can get any fucking job back that you want. My boss at the Candle Factory is my mentor. <laughs> my mentor. Yeah. That is the show for this. Well, week. I, no, I have some oh. notes. Okay. I'm going to start bringing notes so I can get my stuff in here. But okay. uh, I wanted to talk to you about this. I feel like this year, through memes, uh, our generation is starting to ruin some of these Christmas fairy tales. And one of them that. To me, is is I'm I'm different on or I'm feeling different about is Rudolph, and that Rudolph was treated like shit by fucking everybody, and Santa Claus did nothing about it, and then he used he only wanted the motherfucker when he was useful. That is a good it's a, point. It's a whole, Santa Claus like, didn't give a shit about him at yeah. all. They made fun of him for being different. I'm not trying to be bah humbug about this. I still love Christmas, but like, man, I fucking hate listening to this song now because I'm like, I would get back at you way harder than Rudolph did. I I would never fucking guide that sleigh. There'd be no Christmas that year. If the eight fucking people that made fun of me and their goddamn owner were like, Hey, uh, you're finally useful. Jump on the front of the sleigh. I don't, I haven't heard any Christmas music really this year, but uh, that is a good point. They did bully Rudolph. And the same with the Grinch, too. And the Grinch is that, like, he was born different, and they treated him like shit, and then he paid them back. And I also have the exact same attitude. I love Christmas. I still love the holiday. I'm, but, like, I am a Grinch, and that, like, anybody that ever fucked with me, like, got it back through mischief. True. Through I some, mean, through mischief is fine. Revenge through mischief, I think, is totally okay. Yes, Limburger cheese in their under their car seats or something like that, you know get back at people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was one thing. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was I was listening to the Trillbillies and, uh, Terrence was talking about how this is a bad time of the year, which I am sure most of our audience identifies with that. Uh, and was talking about making it through winter. Um, I also have had a, a bad time, you know, earlier times in my life, it was like, Oh my God, I feel bad for three months. Oh, oh, now I feel better once it's spring again. And I, I didn't know what it was. I was kind of mad at myself and thought it was a me problem or whatever. Um, and I, and it does bug me, even though maybe in earlier times in the show where I would say like mindfulness is an answer or some sort of like meditation or something. Um, but I think that is totally bullshit, you know, like to say that, like Because the weather gets bad in January and it makes you feel bad, you should all of a sudden become like a Zen monk is uh, stupid and like totally not true. And I want to say for me, what I have had success over the last few years is just being completely selfish and doing everything and anything I wanted, you know, uh, during January and February. Like if I want to play a video game for a whole weekend, uh, I would do that. Like if I wanted to go to concerts and shit, I would fill up my schedule and spend this time of the year uh, just being as selfish as possible. That's the only way to make it through, in my opinion, uh, because you're not going to convince yourself otherwise. Uh, Other than that, you have to shower every single day. The only way to make it through January is shower every (laughs) single fucking day because it gets away from you. And then it's 13 days later. And yeah, you've already had a horribly bad time. As soon as you shower, you're just going to feel bad about how many days you just wasted. Shower every single day. It re-cleanses everything, including your spirit and your mind. That's true. I mean, I shower every single day and I know I I, even sometimes like I will fucking like be like, I'm not going to shower tonight. And then I just jump in a shower and I'm like, that was smart. I should have done that for sure. Good. This one move, Brian. This one's good too. Uh, A1C1, whatever the name is, CB, right prisoners. That's also something you can do. Yeah, that is a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, there's plenty of things to do, but I just say focus on doing things that make you feel happy uh, and nothing else uh, and and go with that. Instead of like trying to not feel bad because you're just going to, it's just going to happen. Uh, It's how it is now. I want to answer a question in a chat, too. I do wash my legs and feet. People, people think white people don't wash their legs. I wash all the way to my legs and the bottom of my feet. Just I'm so letting everybody know. I'm so glad to hear you say that, Brian. I do. Yeah. One of my, one of my favorite teachers ever, Mr. Graves, in the third grade, when we did like, uh, started our sex education thing, they gave us like deodorant and stuff. And he told us to wash the bottoms of our feet, too. And I took that to heart and I've done it ever since. I get in between my toes. I get the bottoms of my feet and I wash my legs every single shower. I do too. It's good for exfoliation too. It keeps everything soft and supple. Everything on my body gets hit with the uh, old scrubby. Thanks for tuning in. We're Street Fight Radio. We'll see you on Sunday. Peace.